Constructing your life is about much more than just building a bank account. Each week, join real estate entrepreneur and mindset coach Austin Linney as he interviews guests who are constructing their dream lives and impacting the world around them on a daily basis. If you're an entrepreneur or wanting to start a business, or you just want to hear motivating stories of how others have overcome the odds, you are in the right place. And now for your host, Austin Linney. Guys, how's everybody doing today? Welcome to Construct Your Life. This is Austin Linney here. I have the privilege of having Mr. Matthew Thrupp on. How you doing, my brother? Good, man. Glad to be on here. Yeah, man. So Matt is a multifamily investor. Uh, he is now a cannabis entrepreneur, uh, and he lives in the middle of nowhere. We're not really sure. Uh, he is hiding from the government and all the things available, uh, the resources to find him. No, he's in Upper Michigan. Uh, in a bubble. Matthew's <laughs> in a bubble. I live in a bubble. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you can get us started wherever you want. I think it's funny because you mentioned it before we started that, and I pun intended, that me and you kind of constructed our lives together as we met because I don't think we were in a good place with our current careers when we both met and are in the mastermind. And I remember many of phone calls um, just <laughs> venting That's about true. where we were, right? Right? It's true, dude. And I've been listening, like, dude, since you started your podcast. And I mean, I listen to your guests. I'm happy to, I'm very happy to be a guest on here. Um, but I feel like what I've seen a shift, like with you, I mean, since we started our relationship, what was it almost probably two years ago? But yeah, dude, I mean, same thing with you. Like I was living, I was living in Minneapolis and I was just telling you like, dude, I can't even imagine being there right now and living in there and doing and having the job that I had and still being there right now compared to when I made the shift, like I made the shift about a year ago. And so, yeah, kind of like long story short, I was living in Minneapolis. I'd moved there. I mean, I got to probably go into the weeds on this, but I was living in, in Colorado for eight years and we had our first, I had my first daughter out there and you know, we, we kind of had developed a real life. My, my wife and I, we developed a real life out there and we were like, you know, we had our first kid, let's move back East and be close to family. Um, and we'd always wanted, I'd always wanted to try Minneapolis out. I heard good things, but, um, we moved there and it was just like, it was like thing after thing. And, you know, you can blame stuff or whatever. And, you know, it's like, you find things in your mind that you want to, you want to blame. Everybody can do that. But like, it just, it just seemed to like spiral out of control that things just weren't fitting in. And, and I mean, I, there's, there's all sorts of things that happened and, and like, like six months in, um, after living there, I was like, we got to like, my wife and I were just not happy. And it was, it's really scary when you decide to make the actual shift. And, you know, I think that's one thing that's, you know, fantastic about your podcast. It's construct your life. And, you know, dude, I think there's a lot of people that are really afraid just to do what they want with their life. And I mean, you, at some point you have to kind of develop a plan and develop what you want to do to, if you're not happy with what you've got going on. And I freaking did that. Like I took six months and said, like, I don't want to, I want to be here. I, I took six months and basically developed it and said, I want to be here. I created a vision. I created the steps. Not every step works out as you anticipate, but 
dude, I quit like a hundred K plus thousand, hundred thousand plus uh, job in Minneapolis and, you know, a comfortable way of life. And, but, you know, just being in track traffic every day, working for a place that I just, my values were not aligned with. And I just went and I developed it. I said, I'm going to go do this. And we moved back to Northern Michigan and like, dude, we were texting about this the other day. I lost, I went back to Northern Michigan. I had bought a house for $40,000. I was living in my mother-in-law's house across the street. Oddly enough, I'll, I'll tell you more about that with cannabis entrepreneur journey. And I rebuilt this house and it, we now Airbnb it, which like all my investments I look at, like, I'm like, how do I create cash from this? And I rebuilt this house and I basically like developed a six pack at the end of the summer because I lost probably 35 pounds because I left a toxic situation, a situation that wasn't aligned with me. I left a toxic situation with my job that I was basically stress eating every day. I went down to the fancy coffee shop and got a delicious Americano and blueberry muffin pretty much every day. And I'm pretty sure that's where the 35 pounds went away from is those blueberry muffins. But man, I just, I went all in right there, but that's what happened the last year. And when you figure out how to do that, it's probably more in your mind um, and you can kind of construct your life and do what you want with your life and where you want to go with it. It's, oh, it's freaking power, man. It's freaking power. And I'm in a place now that we can talk about that's fun. No, I mean, I think what's amazing about that is that the the shift in the movement was not attached to a dollar amount. It was attached to a feeling and a lifestyle, right? And I think that's where people get messed up in because because, oh, well, I worked forever to get to this position and now I'm finally making this money. Well, that's great. But like, are you actually like happy with the lifestyle that you're living? And the thing is, is like, there's people that love to live in Manhattan, like power to you. Like, I like a little bit of both. I like a little city. I like a little country and I'll have both. And I think not that it wasn't scary and not that it wasn't hard, but I think that's one of the reasons it worked out for you because it wasn't tied to a dollar amount that you were trying to get to. It was more for your family and what you wanted for yourself. It's definitely scary. I mean, right? Because, you know, as an investor, you have to have a bit of a financial mind. And, you know, I look at, I looked at the cash flow we were pulling in from investments. I looked at our savings and yeah, like I was, I was stacking, I was stacking cash away with my job, but it, it was definitely scary. It's and it. And it took me some time to work through that in my mind. I'm like, listen, I, it's like I had a conversation for like six months with my mind. I'm like, I got to get comfortable with this. And I mean, dude, I can like in the one of the other things that I do and I would highly suggest to your guests and, you know, I talk to my close friends about it is, dude, I journal. I journal probably like, I mean, almost every day, especially like last year, I was journaling every day. And I, you know, once you have like two and three kids, like your schedule gets thrown for a loop. But uh, um but you got to, you, I still, I'm still able to journal at least, you know, I could do it every day if I wanted to, I just make the time, but I, it's a habit for me now. Mm-hmm. I developed it like eight years ago and I journal every day. And, and what's cool is I get to like, this is, this is the cool thing about journal. It's like a reflection. It's like a, a lessons learned. And I get to look back, like every time I journal, I almost like look back a year. I'm like, what was I doing a year ago at this time? And I can look back and I find out, I'm like, oh man, that's the headspace I was in. Oh, that's what was going on. And, um, you know, I, I look back even now into those journal entries from a year ago. I'm like, 
dang, dude, like you just, you reflect and you learn. So it's, I don't, I don't know where I was going with this, probably to encourage people to, to journal, but it's just like a, a really great piece on how to learn from yourself on what steps you, t- you want to take to go in the direction you want to go. I, th- I think what's interesting as I'm sitting here and we're having this conversation because we know each other pretty well and we know each other from the time we know, like, and I think you would agree the same thing. The two people that are talking on this podcast are two totally different human beings. Like, th- like we are two totally different people than we were a oh. year ago. Like me and you were both upset, angry, not happy with our jobs, uh, overweight. I remember I was calling you on my drive into work. I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do, man? This is stupid. Yeah, this is stupid. <laughs> Why am I doing this? And, and, and what people have to understand is like, it's not fucking roses. Like the work that I've had to do to get sober, the work I've had to do to work out two, three, four in the morning, it's not easy and it's not, it's not fun. But on yeah. the other side of all that is is what you're seeing right now, guys. You're seeing people that are more in line with their core values on who they are, and the and the money and stuff is 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 a binary situation because he's a better father, he's a better a husband, yeah, it, 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 he's a better he's a better human in general because he's not angry every day driving into a job he doesn't want to be at. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I still get angry. It's like, like I don't, I don't you do, not never, you do have never yell at my kids and freak yeah, out. You do have young kids, but I said more calm. <laughs> we'll just put it that way. Yeah. So, yeah. so how many units currently do you have invested in right at, at the moment? Um. So, how are we with our connection? We we're good. We're here? good. Let's do this. I guess. Yeah, we're good. We got we're it. Good. Okay. So, um, you know. Onto the onto the multifamily piece, we um, so that's that's definitely it's a that's a fun kind of story to talk about. Um, and and like when I get into the weeds of this, some people are like like they look at me and they're like, you know, how did you do that? And I'm like, let's go, and, let's, and go some, let's go the weeds. I like this. This is what people need to hear. The investing okay. stuff, seriously. Yeah. So it it was funny. Like probably a first story that I'll talk about this is I remember I remember that multifamily event we were both at in Michigan, and I had a guy come up to me at that event, and I told him I was like, "Yeah, I've got like thirty some units." He was like, "Thirty units?" He's like, "You must be a net millionaire." Or no, he goes, "Are you an accredited investor?" I was like, "What's like I don't know what's an accredited investor?" And I you know one more that I've learned I'm like, "Oh okay, now I know what an accredited investor is." He's like, "So you must be a net millionaire." I'm like, no. He's like, we have 30 units. And I looked at him like, what do you like, what do you think? He's like, well, you have 30 units. I said, not everything is as it seems. Yeah. <laughs> His mind was kind of blown. But it's like, dude, I think sometimes you get to a place and people are like, wow. And and there's definitely a journey along with it. But like what you know, so so one of the first things I did, and everybody I talked to. If they want to, if they want to like kind of dig into my mind, I'm like, dude, read books. Like I'll give you two books that have changed my life. The rich dad, poor dad. That's kind of a top one on everybody's list. And one of the other books, you know, if you talk to me, I'm a huge Tony Robbins guy. I'm, you know, I, I do the pound my chest to make your move. If any of you, any of you unleash the power within guys are out there, you know what I'm talking about, but I'm a huge Tony Robbins guy. And I really got into him probably into around 2012. He came out with a book called Money Master the Game. If you want to actually like learn finances, people are probably like, Tony Robbins, like learn from finances. Yes, because he 
went around and interviewed like 30 of the most intelligent and successful financial minds around the world and wrote about their stories and learned everything. I took his book, this 600 page book and devoured it like a textbook. And I just wrote everything down. And I was like, holy crap. I mean, investing, I like learned how to just invest in stocks and the stock market and, you know, Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies and crap like that. I realized like, oh, buy assets, don't buy crap. And, and then when I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, I finished that book. I mean, it's such a fantastic book on how he tells his story about in his lessons about, about investing and, in, in, you know, investing in yourself and your financial future. And I finished that book and I told my wife, I said, honey, I finished that book in December of 2017. I said, honey, by the end of this year, December or 2018, I said, we're going to have our investment property. I had an investment property six months later. And what I did is I had so much equity in my house. I just started asking questions. I started calling people, networking, asking people. And I said, I, I was like, how do you do this? And they're like, I'm glad you're asking the question. And they're like, did you know you can do this thing called a cash out refinance where you pull cash out of your house? And at the time I was like, whoa, 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 that's scary. Like, I don't, I don't want to get a new loan on my house like, and, and have this cash burden. Yeah, that's, that was silly thinking, lesson learned. And I did that, pulled $75,000 of equity out of my house and bought my first investment property. It was a three unit in Greeley. Colorado. And I bought in Colorado at a really good time. I bought my house for $240,000 in 2013. When we moved in 2018, I sold it for $450,000. Do the math there. Made a ton of money there. And then I actually sold that, sold that investment property, bought it for 300, sold it for 365, got all of my equity back, plus made $65,000. Had to pay capital gains on that. But you know, you get it good tax accountant and he knows how to play the game of taxes and investing. And so I turned around, I had three units and then that was, um, I started out with three units in June of 2016, moved, sold my house, made a ton of money there, bought a duplex that we lived in, in Minnesota. I still own that. Um, so I've got two units in Minnesota, you know, basically just took that, took both of those and flipped them, turned three units into probably like 30 units. Now I've got, two units in, uh, in, Min in Minnesota still. Um, and that basically, it makes like almost three grand a month. Um, that's, that's net, but then, you know, minus, I, you know, I've got expenses, the loan that, that comes out of that. And it's probably, but I probably make about a thousand dollars a month just on that property alone. And that's just two units. And then I've got another, um, how many units I've got 19 units with a partner. Um, Tom down in Bay City, Michigan. And then I've got another three units of mine. So that's about 20, what are that? 22 units. And then I have another four units in Lansing, Lansing, Michigan, uh, 26. I've got a place up in, in Calumet, Michigan, and then our place here. So is that, I think I'm just under 30. It's like, yeah, 28. And, and are you, are you strategically targeting secondary additional like markets are you because you know some people say oh you got to invest in austin or you know these bigger markets or are you are you seeking out these markets or these just happen to be where you found the deals no um honestly i sometimes i think that i think that some of these bigger markets like you said like people like oh you got to invest in austin like you don't got to do that i found these secondary markets because 
I had initially, my partner and I, my other partner that we've, um, I've got in Lansing, Michigan, he found seven units and we paid, um, $200,000 for all seven units, a fourplex and a triplex. And this is kind of awesome. We actually just sold the triplex. We still have the fourplex. We sold the triplex for $165,000, got all of our initial investment back plus $5,000 on top of our initial investment. And we still own the cash flowing building. I mean, I just like, I love it's like real estate is fun. And especially once you get past that, like fear of, of investing, you know, you just people, you just kind of do these things. And there is an inherent confidence, right? Like you have it in multifamily and those type of units. I have it in Airbnb. And when you can walk in and you don't flinch because you know what the vehicle can create, then mm-hmm. that's when the machine starts picking up speed. Yeah. That's, that's when, and you know, I, or I interviewed a guy yesterday who they've closed 1,760 units in like eight months. Right. Jeez. And I told him, I said, it's regardless of the, regardless of the initial cash that you're making, everybody addresses you and knows you as a closer now. And so you're going to get massive deals. And I, and I would imagine the same thing happened to you once you started closing on property. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, we, I got a realtor down there that's, and we actually just made the market got a lot better. Like we could turn around and sell all of our properties down there and probably make 20, 30 K on each one of them, which is great. Um, because we made an offer for this fourplex was listed at like 80,000 bucks. We made an offer at 75 said, we'll go up to 80 K and our realtor's like, sorry, you didn't get it. Um, the market's gotten a bit more competitive and I'm like, wow. Okay. But, and, but also- but also with you, and I, I want you to talk us through this because because <laughs> you are the official ass guy because your financing is crazy. And you've done 30. It's not like you have some job where you're making 400K a year. Like no. you have got really creative. And I think that's because you dig in oh. and ask every question. I've heard some crazy stories from you on how you're pulling money out of here and, and making it happen. And, and you're just making it happen, right? <laughs> Yes. What are the crazy stories? <laughs> like, I guess part of me is like, this is normal. Like you just, you're moving money here, here and pulling it here. And then I guess like, that's kind of what I learned, I guess, from just figuring out finances. And, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's something that's super important when I took my private equity job. I think that is the number one issue with investors and, and just the general public as a whole is that, is that people don't know how money works. They have no idea. It's not taught. Like nobody yeah. knows. Like, well, dude, okay, I mean, man, I, I, I don't know. I could go, yeah, I could go into the weeds on this, but like, dude, I mean, I've got, I've just got, I've got so many bank accounts. I've got bank accounts all over the place and just investment accounts. And I'm like, if I really, if I wanted to go buy a house like tomorrow, I guarantee you I could just move money around someplace and, and, and make an offer on it. And I think that's one of the things that you, that you've got to realize as an investor there are so many options out here and I don't want to go on a, on a rant, but I'm like, dude, when people make the excuse of like, Oh, I can't afford a home or I can't make this happen because like, no dude, like there are so many options and that's what you got to start asking the question and call a bank, like call, just start calling every single bank and, and you like ask, you know, 
ask for a loan and they're going to ask you what, what your finances are. And I, if you understand finances, which again, do the research, do the math, like figure out how this stuff works. Figure, I always tell people, figure out how to play the game. And that's what money is. Money is a game. I mean, uh, like I joke with my partners. I'm like, hey, we're playing a fun Monopoly game in real life here. And I don't know, people probably like will get mad at me, but that's all it really is. I mean, if you take this stuff so serious, but that's what you've got to do. You've just got to strategically move money around and, and know it like, like one of the things you can do, like if, if you got an investment account, if you got a 401k and IRA, you can take that. You can take your IRA, your 401k, you can get a loan against your IRA and, and buy a property. And, or you can do this thing called a self-directed IRA where you basically, and this is, this is amazing. This is an amazing thing. And I need to develop a system. If anybody's out there who can get me some self-directed IRA deals, I would like to do it. I've done it once and I was like, whoa, this is awesome. But I did a flip uh, with a partner down in Texas, Sam, and I took my IRA um, and you can basically um, take your IRA, fund the deal. He, they take the money, they do the deal and they funnel it back into your IRA and a self-directed IRA doesn't have any taxes associated with it because all it's looked at as is a, um, a fund transfer from like another IRA to this IRA. That's how the tax, that's how the tax structure works. So, you know, I did one of those and there's just, there's just, you know, you can go all sorts of, all sorts of ways with investing and, and figure out creative ways. So. Yeah. And, and to hit on that point, you know, I've got a friend of mine who's 24 years old down in uh, San Antonio who has seven, you know, 67 units and he got his first deal in con. He started when he was 17. He's got his first deal in contract 19. And he goes, I need to go raise $150,000. He goes, I had no idea how I was going to do it. He says, I just figured it out. But what <laughs> I'm saying is he's down in McAllen, Texas, buying apartment complexes and buying houses for like 40, 50, 60 K. Like if you're, if you spent two years looking for a damn deal, and you haven't like find a market that you can get into. And guess what? Regardless of how much cash flow you're making, you're learning the process that you can take yeah. to a bigger market. Yeah. And dude, like the thing, like that's awesome. I mean, and that's exactly one of the things we did. I found a market where I bought a four and five plexes for $80,000, $90,000. That's why I'm like, you don't have to buy in these giant markets. People have that perception. And I, I mean, these places that we've got are nine hours away from me. But I, I, to me, this is, this is my level of comfortability. I'm like an engineer. I'm an operations guy. I like to get my hands done things. My first triplex that I got, Your first triplex, you got what? So my first triplex was, I mean, I, I like to get my hands on things. And some people are just like, hey, I just want to do the deal. But so my first triplex, I was like, okay, this thing's a half hour away from me. I know that in an emergency, I can make it over there. So I got something kind of, you know, close to where I was living and relatively in my market. And that felt comfortable to me. I was like, okay. And I kind of, I was the property manager. I did the things that, that needed to be done um, when things came up. And what, you re what I realized with it was like, wow, you know, 
this isn't as bad as I thought. I would get a call. I had a couple crazy tenants, lots of stories from Maryland. <laughs> but, um, you know, you get, you get some crazy tenants, but I, I went and I took care of the stuff myself. And what I realized was like, oh, once you get it, once you get this thing set up, it just kind of rolls. And I got really comfortable. I was like, all right, I, I know that I can just get a property manager and, and get these things away from, you know, away from me where I'm just the investor type. And that's pretty much the space that I'm in now with the majority of my investments. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know where I was going with that, but that's, that's just me. That's how I look at it. Um, but yeah, like the guy, the guy you were talking about, I mean, he's like, he's like, holy crap. And it's like, once you get a, get a handle on, on what your comfortability with, then you can go to the next yeah, level. And he just, I don't, I can't share, but he, they just locked in a huge deal and he's like, we're just going to go figure it out. <laughs> and yeah, here's dude. the deal. And, and here's the deal. You'll love this more than anything. You know how they got this deal? They were, the guy didn't want to sell it to him. And he said, no, 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 it's cool. We'll just help you clean up some stuff. Uh, in your books and we'll help do some like some suggestions on some operations for you for free. Don't even worry about it. We'll just help you. And then, mm-hmm. and then the guy was like, you know what, do you want to just buy it? Like that's how they <laughs> do it. And it's, it's massive, dude. It's not small. Yeah. Like, you know, and I'm like, that's amazing. Like, and this dude, he reminds me of a young me. Like he, this is crazy. Yeah. And I'm like, but like that is, you just bring value, man bring value yeah but also it's not it doesn't matter where you're he's not giving a crap that his units need to be in austin or he's he's like just guess what people still need to live in mccallan texas like it's Mm -hmm. all relative right and especially where we're headed to in this new world with zoom and everything and people working from home you need to check out those secondary markets and if you if you if you spent two years and you can't get a deal well guess what you can go to a, a third or second tier market and pick up seven units for the price of one house like well dude and this is another thing that's happening and i'm like this is why i'm like sweet my base city units are increasing in price because you're seeing a mass exodus out of cities and i can't tell you how many people in northern michigan is based like i live in everybody's vacation space is where i live mm-hmm. there has been a i've i can't believe how many people i've seen like come to this area and I've talked to people. I'm like, I never knew this place existed. And I'm like, yeah, it's awesome up here. And they're like, how the winners? I'm like, Oh, they're terrible. You know, but I'm comfortable with the winners. Like I'll go take a dip in Lake Superior and do the Wim Hof thing in November when the lake is frozen. But a lot of people just don't like that. But that's one thing that I love about this area. And then this is also crazy. I just got into the Airbnb market for a place that we've gotten Calumet is we, um, and if you, uh, we started getting bookings, we listed this thing last month and got it all remodeled and everything. And like within having it listed for eight hours, we had like three bookings, like the first night I'm like, Holy crap. And then my wife was like, she's the one managing it. She's like, man, I got like three more bookings yesterday. And and then she get this thing and she's like 64%. There's a 64% increase in bookings in your area for this year mm-hmm. compared to last year. And it's because I'm like, dude, people are getting out of cities and they're going and visiting places. And I'm like, sweet, got an Airbnb market right on time. Dude, I, I just went to Tahoe and yeah, it's Tahoe. But they said that since June 26, when they reopened, they, it's been a 4th of July every day. Every day. And, 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 and people are just tired of it. And now, you know, Twitter, Facebook, 
they're saying you can work from home for the rest of your life. So yeah. why the hell would you pay 4,500 bucks a month to live in San Francisco when you can live in Northern Michigan, work from your laptop and pay a thousand bucks, 900 bucks, 800 bucks. And that's, I think yeah. that's what we're going to see over time. And you just have to kind of like figure it out. And so let's talk about, um, this, this new, this new adventure that I didn't even know about till the other day. Uh, let's talk about this new adventure into cannabis, uh, entrepreneur. Okay. Well, so, and one of the other things I was going to say about investing, and I don't want to skip over this one is like my, my partner that I've gotten in Bay city, we're now looking into laundromats and, yeah. and like looking in the, in like the Atlanta market. And, and that's the thing is like, you got to get, get good partnerships, but that's, we haven't landed one yet, but that's where we're trying to, we're trying to get some stuff under contract and finding those in the right market. And, and is, is, is that for, is that for the building asset or is that for the, ge- the generated revenue from the laundromat? It could be both because, because some, some places you get the building with it and other places you just buy the business. And, but that's what we're looking at. Like these things are little, are little cash machines. I mean, from the numbers. And we've got an opera. I've got an operator partner down there, and then two investor guys that are just you know trying. You'll, to you'll love this. Out. In my in my 38 years of being on this earth, now that I'm traveling full time, mm-hmm. I've used the laundromat three times in the last three weeks. Dude, and here's my, the deal. And here's the deal. <laughs> what? And I know which ones are good and which ones are bad already. Like, <laughs> I'll have to uh, get some. Bad, we'll have to get on a call later. I'll get yeah. some more insight from you. Yeah, for but sure. this one was funny. So my wife was like, we started looking in the laundromats and my wife does this. She's like, what? You're looking in the laundromats? And she goes, who uses laundromats? I'm okay, like, look, hey. I'm going to give you your first tip. You ready? <laughs> I'm going to give you your first tip. Create an app. And I guarantee you it might be out there if you didn't create it. Create an app that, that sends you a notification text message when your clothes are done. <laughs> okay. All right. All right, another another side business idea. This is what you get when you when you start talking with different entre- entrepreneurs. I love it. Yeah, so that's another venture. But um, so back to the other one. Um, so the cannabis um, in 2018, cannabis became legal in Michigan, and it was it was kind of interesting. Interesting. I mean, dude. So this is like this is kind of funny. I work for my mother-in-law, who is the president of this Class C grow in Northern Michigan which in an industry when I first, you know, and I was living out in Colorado in 2014 when they passed this and I saw what happened out there in Colorado and how this thing went and the entire industry blew up. I was like, Holy crap. Like, how do I get invested? How do I, how do I get involved with this? It was always like on the back of my mind. And then we moved to Northern Michigan and my mother-in-law is a plant scientist. She's a botanist. She's got her mastery in forestry. She's super smart. And she was growing weed. And in Michigan, when they passed it in 2018, you could do a caregiver. So she was growing a ton of plants, being a caregiver. And she found some business partners and it just built into this thing. And now we have probably a 25,000 foot square foot grow space, which I got to be at probably in about an hour. And we're growing tons of plants out there. And we are in the whole northern Michigan market. We are building out dispensaries and that's where I was yesterday working on, you know, putting up drywall. There's another part to a good part to multifamily investing and real estate investing is you learn how to build things. You figure it out and you learn how to redo plumbing, how to put up drywall, everything on the list. You better figure out how to do it 
Um, and I've done that. And so again, another piece that I can bring to uh, a small business starting up is, you know, I'm helping, helping our team, like build out the dispensary, hanging drywall, building cabinets, painting, yada, yada, yada. And so that's the space we're in. It's, and I mean, I've got like a full-time gig with it, but it's, I don't know. It's super exciting. There's a lot of, there's a lot of business opportunities with it. I'm kind of bummed. I wasn't, I mean, whatever it's, it's a, it's a super cool opportunity. I'm not a direct investor with it, but my mother-in-law is, and she owns the company and I figure that has its perks. And I mean, the way that I see this is I I'm, I'm continuing to talk to people who want to get into this industry because one of the things that I've had, I've been forced to do is understand all of the laws and regulations about this understand all the logistics about this. I'm working with plants now, like marijuana plants. I'm figuring out how all of them grow, all of the science behind that. And I mean, I was talking to my mother-in-law yesterday. I mean, I report directly to her. I said, listen, I'm just trying to figure this whole in this whole business out, every aspect. And she's like, good, because there's going to be opportunities with it. And you're going to be one of the key, key people that we look to as we grow our business. So, and I don't know, it's just like, it's, it's like, it's kind of funny, you know, from the start of our conversation, kind of wrapping this around, I look at the space that I'm in right now and I'm like, dude, you know, it's not like it, right back to the thing. It's like, it's not like I never yell at my kids and never fight with my wife and never get in a negative headspace in my head because it happens on a daily basis. You know, it's, everything isn't as it always as it seems. And I'm trying to paint the picture of, of this reality. I mean, I live in a beautiful place. I'm, you know, working in an industry that has amazing potential. I've got these side investments and I look at it and I was thinking about this this morning. I woke up this morning and I remember when I was having just, I just had a full-time job. I was making, you know, 80, 90,000 bucks. And I remember getting out of my bed and I would wake up and I'd be like, Fuck. like, I'm going to go to this job. And I think this is the thing that, and I, and I, every morning this would happen to me. I get like super introspective and I would instantly go 30 years down the road every morning that I used to wake up. And I thought to myself, you know, what, five, six years ago when I was just working that full-time job, I said, 30, 40 years from now, is this all you fucking, like, is this all you're going to do? Is this all you're going to have? And I just was like, I got tired of it. And I started consuming the books and making the changes. And, you know, I look at, I, like I said, I can look back at my journal, my pictures five years ago. And I'm like, damn, dude, like, good job. Like, you took the steps to kind of get to a different place. You know what it is from, from somebody that knows you and, and can see the difference in the story that you're painting is that now your life is full of possibilities of growth. Yeah. And there's nothing and you're excited about the growth and you don't mm -hmm. know where it's going to go, but there's growth and there's learning. Mm -hmm. And before there was not, it was a roadblock of something that you had to do in within a system that needed to get done, regardless if it's you in that system or somebody else. Right. Now, Dude, you, can, now you control yeah. the system and the growth is on you. And that's all we're looking for in this life. Yeah. Is, you is look, the, yeah. Yeah. Is, like, like it is like, I, I just would encourage people. It's like, you're looking 
and this is me. I mean, some people just want to stay in that place. I mean, I know lots of people that are just comfortable in that space and I, you know, I meet them. I'm like, have fun there. Like, that's not my space. Mm -hmm. And, um, I wouldn't have a, I wouldn't have a coaching business if those people were not in those spaces. (laughs) (laughs) This is true. This is true. Because, because, because all I want to do, and, and this is what, this is where people get it, it, it messed up. And I just had this talk with Mike Sorgan yesterday. This is where people get it messed up. You think that when I talk to you about Airbnbs, I say that you have to have a hundred. No, no, no. If you're cleaning it yourself and you're handling it yourself, you could have four and retire within yeah. like a year. Yeah. Like that's where people get it wrong. Why, why do you need to make $300,000 a year? What if you made $80,000 a year and you got to go to every one of your kids' soccer te- games and you yeah. like controlled your schedule? Like that's all. Dude, that, that's, yeah, that's the place I was at like in Minnesota. I was like, why am I doing this? Like it was, it was for a paycheck. And it was, it was scary. And I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I just, I don't want to do this. And, and, and I did like, I had, I had a coach and, you know, I, I think I really thank him. He helped me get to a new place, but he was like, why, like, why do you have to stay there? I'm like, well, because I need this money. And he's like, well, you're fucking miserable doing this. And I was like, shit. (laughs) Yeah. And and, 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 and what people don't get is that, is that we're, look, if you've got a great job and you're looking for a way out, I'm not saying go tell your boss to shove it in as you know what t- tomorrow, mm-hmm. but, but what we're talking about is setting a plan in place. Right. And yeah. you know, my story and it hasn't, <laughs> I was talking to my coach yesterday. It hasn't been roses by any stretch of the imagination. No. Oh, you don't but, get roses. But hear, wow. but hear me out. But hear me out. It's been a weird four months, like divorce, laid off, all that stuff, and and screwed over many a times. And opportunities didn't come out. And well, it doesn't matter. But what I'm saying is, because I've created a new mindset shift for myself, that the spirals don't happen. Like if I'm in a negative space, I can get out of it in 30 minutes, or like get out of it in an hour. And that's, you're, you nobody's going to be perfect. Nobody. Right. But, but what you're doing is you're creating, you're laying the foundation for, for those things to not attach themselves to you and then move on with your day. And that's what doing the work is. That's what doing the personal development is. That's what looking at yourself in the mirror and going, do you really want this? Like, is this for you or is this for somebody else? And that's my biggest like soapbox is like, just make sure it's for you. I don't care Yeah, what it is. Dude, yeah, and I was listening to, like your Wednesday rant. It was spot on, and you, how you're like, dude, go, yeah, man. And you, you like, you were right. Like, if you were like 22, 23, like, and you think you got to like go to college and do all the stuff, like, you don't. You yes. can, but like, and, and and this was a thing too. Like, ah, oh, like, right. It doesn't matter. Go enjoy your life because the world's gonna keep on spinning people are going to keep creating problems and, and keep creating stuff. And when you come back, like they'll create new problems and it's, it's so funny. And like, I'll, I'll give you a little story about this. Like this was a, like a realization and there's right. It's like going through the process and you have so many realizations, so many things along the way. But when, when I was moving away from Colorado and I had a, I had a great job, like I, I think people were probably like, dude, what are you doing? 
Like, why are you quitting? And it was an executive director I reported and I worked for the public education industry and I'm no more. Like just, I could never go back to that place, but I had a hundred K plus job, you know, working as an executive director. And I was like, I'm not, I'm moving, you know, I'm moving. I'm not going to do this anymore. And people were like, what? And I remember when I was getting ready to resign my last couple of days, they'd already found a replacement. And it was like, I, they had moved on and I was, and, and I was just like, wow. Like my time and dedication here was, was oh, very, was very important. No, this moved on. They find somebody else. And oh, okay. that is like any place. Yep. And, and that's why I just, the realization to create something for yourself. I've had two. It's really odd. And, and it's weird. The stupid things I get joy out of, but uh, I've got an assistant that works for me and my podcast producer. And I've had, are you ready for this? You want to talk about, dude, put a million dollars on it and you still wouldn't beat this feeling. I've had their wives reach out to me and be like, dude, he's a different person. Like he's super happy working for you. Like, thank you for the opportunity. And I'm like, Oh, mother of God. <laughs> like, like, I'm like, and he has a baby and he's like a better father. And like, he's sober. Cause like he saw me get sober and I'm like, yeah. Oh, like, and we didn't even talk about him getting sober. Like that fills you up. That fills you up. Thousand percent. And I had a talk with my coach yesterday and you'll love this. And he doesn't mince words. So it's, he, he's probably the person that can bring, get in my kitchen the most. He said, Hey dude, you were a drug addict and a fucking alcoholic for like 22 fucking years. He's like, you've been sober for like a year and a half and you've been on personal development for two and a half years. Um, where are you trying to get? He goes, he goes, he goes, you're just getting started. He goes, but what yeah. you're not going to do is you're not going to get off the path. You're going to keep walking. Cause I told him, I said, what are the options? Is it to go be a perfume salesman at Abercrombie and French? Like what's the options? This is what the path I've chosen. Yeah. And this is what it is. But he has the great, he doesn't know where he heard it. He doesn't remember the guy that said it, but he has the greatest analogy ever. What entrepreneurship is. He said, I'll give you the short version. He says, you sit down for dinner and he says, they pull up a bowl and in the bowl is a pile of shit. And he, <laughs> said, he, he said, you eat all the shit. He said, you eat it, eat it. You get your last bite. He goes, oh man, great. I was done. He goes, great. Here's another bowl of shit. <laughs> and they just keep it. But here's the deal. And I think this is super important because I talked to the guy who works, he works, you know, 60, 80, 70 hours a week. They've got 3000 units. He says, but he said, it's hard work. But when my daughter has a soccer game, guess what? I'm not asking my boss to get off of work because I'm making my schedule. Right. And, and I'm not, not everybody's an entrepreneur, but what I'm saying to you is if that you, you can go and create the space where you're amazing at spreadsheets or you're amazing at underwriting a deal and you can go work with an investor like Matt or myself and they can respect the qualities that you bring to their, to the, to the company and they can give you the freedom to be yourself. That's what you're after. Yeah. That's what's, that's what's the juice that yeah. dude. Yeah. You're, you're spotted. That's so funny. Here's another bowl of shit <laughs> and you got to go through that. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. And I mean, yeah, that's, I, I feel like 
you know, I think that's, that's exactly what I was after. Um, like getting to that space of having my thing, but then still being able to live my life properly. And, and dude, it's great. Like one of the great things about having your mother-in-law working for your mother-in-law is she knows what it's like having kids. And I'm like, Hey, can I go, do you mind if I cut out and run to my daughter's swim lessons? She's like, yeah, go ahead. And I mean, it's like, it's like today. I'm like, Hey, I, I can be honest with her about what I've got going on in life. I'm like, Hey, I've got this podcast interview. I want to come in a little late. And, and more importantly, by being honest with her, you're being honest with yourself about what you need. Mm-hmm. And I think that's not, I think people play down what they need. Like it, dude, the hardest thing I've ever done, you know, me, I want to talk to everybody. I want to connect with everybody. Mm-hmm. I've gotten a space now where if I'm not in the right headspace or I'm not feeling it, I'll push the call. And, and it's not even about pushing the call. Like I disrespect that person's time. I want to make sure that when I show up to that call, that I'm present and in the best state to, to receive and, and give back the information that is needed. And what you're doing is you're, you're creating the space for what you need instead of what you think you need. And, and, and I know that's like a little woohoo, but you're basically telling the universe that, that, that I want to make sure that, that each of these moments are not wasted because I'm just trying to get through the call instead mm-hmm. of be present for this human, you know, you hit on something right now, right now, we should talk about this for a few minutes is like you're, you're spot on. And I don't think a lot of people talk about this and, and definitely like you need this in the workspace. You need this right now, right now with this, with this conversation. And I think don't people, a lot of people don't pay attention to it. And the thing I'm talking about is energy and exactly what you just said, like you need to be focused and and it's not and it's not just focus. I don't even I don't even know the words to use. But I was I, I was thinking about this last night. I was like, one of the things I want to try and figure out how to talk to in our in my conversation with Austin is energy. And I feel like this is a good transition because I realize this like going to Tony Robbins, like being part of these mastermind groups, even with my partnerships, dude. Like the people that I talk to. I'm like, dude, if they're not on my wavelength, on my energy path, and I, and I can I can feel that, or I can't feel that. If I can feel that, I'm like, hmm, I want to talk to this person. I want to get to know this person more. And you and I have definitely done that. Um, I, I've done it with my, my close business partners. I mean, my wife, dude, like it's, it's funny, like my mother-in-law, I can't tell you how many lessons I've learned from my mother-in-law. Like people will laugh. But I've learned about like energy and feeling and like some deep emotions about stuff from my mother-in-law. Kind of goofy, but it, it's like when you find people that you resonate with. And if if I can encourage anybody to do a little bit more kind of deeper understanding, look at this stuff with energy and how you feel. And that that feeling that you get with talking to people, there's something to that. If it doesn't feel right, exactly what you just said. If, if you're just not feeling that call and you want to push the call, like you just, eh, I mean, there's probably something to that. And you might want to listen to that. And yeah. I've had some hard lessons with that. And I know you have too. Yeah. And more importantly, like uh, Sal uh, said something to me. He's like, he's like, I want you to look at the videos of Tony Robbins speaking. He's always from here and his chin's up. If you notice somebody that's going through something or they're feeling bad about themselves, their chin's down. Yeah. And, and, and what I've learned through training on coaching is that, is that 
is that you have to lift up your your counterpart. And and they said this true story that. 90% of coaching and getting somebody to change is you as a person that's sitting across from them believes that they will change. That's it. That's it. And it's, it, it, <laughs> there, there, there's no chance. There's no chance. And I love this quote. There's no chance that you can be sad and happy at the same time and moving. You can't do it. And we have a rule, the investors in Arizona, I dare you as a human, you could be having the worst day ever. I dare you to get on a jet ski and not smile. You can't do it. <laughs> you can't do it. It's a meta, it's a metaphor for life. It's a yeah. metaphor for life, because yeah. if you look, my energy has gotten me in conversations in rooms that I should never be a part of, but it got me in the door. And what I had to do, though, super important, is I had to shed the Tasmanian devil version of myself who was destructive, and I had to set in a in a mode of confidence and understanding abundance and that created and attract the right type of investors. Because if right. you're all over the place, that's going to attract scammers or people trying to take advantage of you. And so right. your energy and how you move through this world is so important because I have downplayed who I am, but dude, like you'll love it. my friend had the best quote about me ever. She goes, who is Austin Linney? He's the embodiment of actual fire. Like this dude is like fire. And here's what's funny though. I found out that my sign uh, like means fire, like my, my, my thing. And so like, that's me. Like I red hair and, and you know, I'm fucking crazy as shit. But like, it's cool because like a perfect example, I was moving to Arizona and I got a nasty flat. I mean, really bad flat, like almost pretty scary, like in the middle of nowhere. And the guy was like, well, I'll be there in like two hours. And it was hot. And I was like, son of a bitch. What I did is I put on my cowboy hat and I started dancing to country music on the side of the highway. <laughs> I guess I'm here to help you. And I'm sure, I'm sure people were driving by going, this dude's out of his fucking mind. But, but what I'm saying is I was trying to shift the mood because I was upset and I was, yeah. I was tired. I had not slept all night. I drove through the night. And it, it was amazing. When he showed up, we were BSing and we were, had a good time. And you know, that's what I tell everybody. Like, if you're having a bad day or to, like turn on some, I don't care. Turn on some sync. get weird. I, it doesn't matter, but you're shifting the energy in your body. You get to a different state and dude, like that's, yeah, I love it. That's like one of the Tony Robbins things that I got. I got out of Tony Robbins and going to the events is like, he does this thing where, you know, you get to this beautiful space and he's like, make your move. And like, dude, you probably seen me doing it where I like make this move. And when we are on our calls and, and like what that does is this movement and what is, what's it called? The triad is um, where your focus goes, where your language is and your focus, your language and your physiology. And you change those three things about any situation in your life and the entire situation, your, your life changes. If you change your focus, you change your physiology and you change your language. And that's an, like another one that I was, I wanted to talk about today. I, I mean, I don't know. We can kind of like finish up with it. It's just like, it's when, like when you, again, like surrounding yourself with the right people, you know, like you and I, it, you're, I feel like my conversations with people are so much about growth and so much about like, you know, what can, what is there, Where's the opportunity? Where's the, Where's the, you know, what are you doing? What's a good in your life? What book are you reading? And, and I just feel like, again, like, you know, to your listeners, if there's anything I can provide, it's like, dude, like find that goodness 
of people in your life that you can resonate with and, and like surround yourself with them. And, and yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, gr- I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful no, for you. I too. know. And I was thinking to myself right now and I knew it was going to be good, but like the reason I started the podcast and, and some guy mentioned it yesterday is like for conversations like this and guys, this is the conversation that we would have on the phone separate from us being on a podcast. And that's what I want to get across is that it's true. It's true. That's so good. And, and what I'm trying to get to everybody is everybody's so focused on real estate and yes, it's a vehicle, but me and my mentors and when me and Matt talk or me and Tom talk, we rarely talk real estate. Like that's for separate conversations. It's like, Hey, let's get the business. I I, like some calls. I'm like, Hey, let's just get the business. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And, And so, you know, it's one of those things where like, this is why I appreciate this forum because I know we'll do it and we'll revisit it a year from now. We'll have another conversation. And it'll be documented. And oh, it's man. funny. I had a conversation with a buddy who's a huge marketing guy the other day and I didn't record it. And I was like, damn, I'm going to start recording all my conversations because there's gold. In all that <laughs> stuff, right. Uh, I just have to let him know beforehand. But uh, yeah, but yeah, dude, I just appreciate you. If anybody wants to get a hold of you, how do they, how do they track you down? Um, Gosh, I, I mean, uh, so I don't know. I'm on Facebook and uh, uh, Instagram. I probably like Instagram. The Investor Dad Matt uh, page is always where I post stuff. And I don't know. I, I post lots of stuff about my investments, my kids, my my political beliefs around there. I hope that's okay. And then, and then I put on fo- Facebook. And um, I don't know. Yeah, if you want to reach out, just yeah, text or email. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. All, all that, that's that's good ways to connect. No, I appreciate it, my brother. And then, guys, if you like this episode, make sure you share it with your friends, send it around, and uh, we thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Yeah, appreciate you, brother. You got it, my man. Thank you for listening to Construct Your Life with Austin Lenny. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and pay it forward by sharing with a friend. Most importantly, take this opportunity to start constructing your life by taking immediate action on what you learned. For show notes, resources, and more information on one-on-one coaching with Austin, visit constructyourlifepodcast.com.